Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Good morning. Welcome to Spotlight on Maryland. It's Gina Crash, your host for the next half hour or so. We've got a ton of people in studio today. I love this. First up, we have the CEO from Baltimore County Public Library, Sonia Alcantara. Antoine. Did I pronounce that right, Sonia? You did. Oh my gosh, it's so good to have you here and welcome. I know you've been with the organization for about two years now, but it's you've done so much and you're just, you've been awesome. So I'm really glad that you're here in person. We get to learn more about you as well. Thank you. Yeah. And Julie Saxemeyer, friend of the show. Do we have to say Julie D. Saxemeyer, Jules? You do not. Okay. (laughs) Julie Saxemeyer, we know from the foundation for Baltimore County Public Library. You've often been a friend of the morning show. Um, Greg, you come in and you talk about things. But this is uh, on a larger scale where we're talking about not only your upcoming big give with the foundation for BCPL, but also the 75th anniversary of Baltimore County Public Library, which Sonia, of course, can speak about. And we have Emily here who is recording social media. So you might hear some flash bulbs going off a little bit or (laughs) (laughs) some video being made. But um, just to get things started, first of all, it's great to have all of you here today. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we're excited to talk a little bit about the history of the foundation for Baltimore County Public Library and some of your major projects. And Julie, that falls in your wheelhouse. So tell us, I know you guys are always busy. Yeah, we sure are. Um, And so the foundation was founded in 1989. Um, to support the mission of Baltimore County Public Library. So we've been around for more than 30 years now, and some of our major projects include fully funding the Storyville at Rosedale location and partially funding Storyville at Woodlawn, which is our child-sized villages meant for children. Well, really, it was it was initially meant for children uh, as pr- preparation for school, um, five and under, but now we've recently allowed older children in because sometimes parents have children in different age groups and they didn't know what to do with the older kids. So all kids are allowed in, uh, but it's really geared towards the five and under set as, as school prep. That's cool. How's that going so far, it, you know, having both um, the younger kids and, and, the, and the older ones? I think parents are very appreciative. They don't have to worry about what to do with the older ones. And, and, some, and the kids, the older ones kind of act as like guides for the little ones. It's, it's really great. That's awesome. And you have a, a lot of, um, you know, well, for a lot of things that you offer that maybe people don't realize. So it's it's always our goal with this show is to shine a spotlight on organizations and the great work like you're doing in the community. So, and Julie, you guys offer a social worker in your libraries. Is that in um, a few branches, all of the branches, or tell us kind of how that came to be? So right now we have two on staff. We have one on our western side and one on our eastern side. And, uh, and eventually we're going to have four uh, re- currently recruiting for central area social worker and one out of our Essex branch. Um, and that's something a lot of public libraries are doing right now, especially in urban suburban environments, to provide additional services for people who need them. Um, the foundation 
initially funded sort of a pilot program, and the county saw how successful it was and in, in that there's a lot of need for it. So um, it's going to become a permanent part of our of our services. And I think it's been proven to be pretty successful, unfortunately, because of the need that we're seeing. Yeah, you've seen an increased need over the years for it. And I think COVID has definitely exacerbated that need. Mm-hmm. Um, those who had need before certainly still have that need and, and more. That's right, Julie. And Libraries are integral to the quality of life of any community. And what we see is that people come to libraries for all sorts of reasons, but sometimes they're in crisis. And our social workers really help give them the resources that they need to live their best lives, whether they might, whether they're facing housing insecurity or there might be mental health issues. Our social workers are there in the branches ready to assist customers with whatever needs they have. That's an incredible resource, too. Um, and then you also offer the Mobile Library Law Center. So what sorts of uh, services does that provide? That, the foundation fully funded this. It's the first public library system in the entire country. We're very proud of that to have a dedicated vehicle to legal services. And we visit underserved communities and serve under underserved populations. So whether it's seniors or veterans or um, people in, in communities that, that people don't have access, whether it's physical access or financial access to legal services, we partner with Maryland Legal Aid to go into communities and provide free civil legal services. And it's just been a wonderful service that we've added um, and and our community is very appreciative of it, and we're very proud of it. Wow, that's cool. And digital equity projects you have um, going on as well. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things we're really focused on now is in the word equity in general, but it's certainly digital equity. Um, you really can't participate in society fully unless you have access to high-speed Internet at home. Um, and a lot of our communities in this county, some people just don't have that access, whether it's financial or physical access to it. So uh, we have a a pilot program right now where we're loaning out uh, routers, high-speed Internet routers, so people can connect multiple devices. Um, And while they're borrowing these devices, we are helping them sign up for a federal program that helps provide low-cost, high-speed Internet. So um, we're, we're very proud of this project. We just received some funding, and we're going to serve as many people as we can, um, and it's it's so far we just launched it a few weeks ago and it's, it's already been very popular. That's such vital work because you've heard about the digital divide, but you, you guys are firsthand in the trenches working on that. And even your slogan, be all in when you're talking about equity and inclusion. That's what the library is all about. And uh, so it's it's so important. Um, and you also have traditional literacy programs, too, like uh, we're going to get into summer reading and battle of the books. So tell us a little bit about that as well. Well, Battle of the Books is something that's happening now uh, in the school system. We partner with Baltimore County Public Schools where the kids, it's kind of like a quiz bowl where the kids study certain books and then they compete against other schools in a quiz bowl format. And uh, it's out of different, all the different branches. So it's a lot of schools around the county and we help sponsor that and we it's very exciting. The kids get very into it. Yeah, they're very competitive. Yeah. I love that. And uh, and how about at summer reading as well? Is that something you guys want? And again, Sonia, you can jump in anytime too to add to what Julie's talking about as well. Yeah, our summer reading kicks off June 3rd, and this year's theme is All Together Now. And we'll be hosting a fabulous kickoff celebration um, at our Arbutus branch um, on June 3rd. And so summer reading is just a fabulous way for kids to connect with reading and learning during the summer. Um, studies have shown that when kids don't read or do any sort of learning during the summer, they lose on some of the key education that they've received during the school year. So summer reading and programs like summer reading 
uh, really help prevent summer slide. Yeah, that's I was going to say that summer slide. We hear that that a lot, right? And Julie, you're all about the big give. And uh, over the years, you've been in for certain things. You had the band on the roof of the Towson branch last year. You're always doing something innovative that brings the community to the library. Um, so tell us, a, where did that come from? Was that your idea? And how, First of all, I forgot to ask, how long have you been with the Foundation Ruby CPL? I've been with the Foundation for 14 years. 14 years? Oh, my goodness. Yep. So you've, you've had many many an idea over the years. But. <laughs> and I've seen lots of changes in the library system. I mean, the, yeah. the stuff we're talking about now wasn't even a, a thought. Yeah. So it's it's the innovation that we've seen in the library has been pretty exciting. Yeah, it continues to evolve with the needs of the community. Abs- and, yep, that's yeah. exactly right. Um, so we've always had at least one big in-person fundraiser event um, since I've started. And, of course, with COVID, it, we weren't able to do that. So last year we decided to do something not on such a an in-person large scale, but do some things around the system to highlight what we're doing um, and then have something outdoor as a culmination of that event. And we've always wanted to have a something on the roof of the garage next to the Towson <laughs> branch. And I know it sounds really silly, but there's a pretty cool view of yeah, Towson really from the top of the, of, it's a nine story garage. So um, especially this time of year, it's the trees are in bloom and there's a lot of construction around Towson. So there's a lot of things to look at in the skyline. Um, but we've always wanted to have something on that rooftop. So last year we decided to let's go ahead and do it. So we had a, a live band and stuff for the kids and food and it was a lot of fun. So we're just going to continue that uh, this year on May 19th. Um, we're going to have some events throughout the system all day. Um, and then at culminating with a concert on the roof, free, entirely free, uh, with a band called Starlight Anthem from 5 to 8. And the big give is a day dedicated to giving. So we have a dedicated website where you can choose which fund you'd like to donate to. We have a uh, building fund, and Sonia will probably talk about this. I'm sure she will. The need that we have in our system for some renovations. Uh, we have a fund for uh, Storyville, which we um, we talked about. Um, digital equity, again, we talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, bookmobiles, we have several bookmobiles that travel throughout our library system to visit, whether it's children or seniors, people in need. Um, and then um, summer reading and just an annual fund. Of, you don't really know where to give the money to. So we're encouraging people to give that day. So so uh, donors can sort of direct where they want the money to go. And it's all going to a great place. It's just, uh, you know, a matter of where you want to put it, right? That's right. Absolutely. And, um, and the band is very cool. It's a 90s cover band. So yes. just to explain Starlight uh, Anthem a little bit. And how do people go about, is that, that's free to the public, I would imagine, yes. the, the concert. But they can donate all day, much like... Um, you know, it's kind of like a Giving Tuesday, but it's your big gift. Exactly. And yeah. it's not like you're giving to a lot of different nonprofits. This is specifically for right. the Foundation for Baltimore and County we Public have Library. A, we have a match. I'm sorry to interrupt you. That's yeah, okay. We, we have a matching gift. So for dollar for dollar, up to $50,000, we have a, a very generous match from Ann and Chris West. Ann is on our board, uh, and um, she, she just loves the library. She's She can't talk about how much she loves the library enough, and uh, she is... She and Chris have been very generous with us, and they're calling this a matching gift. So anything up to $50,000, they will match. Um, so we're really excited about that. And we have some very generous sponsors, including M&T Bank. Yep, you definitely don't do it alone. And you also have some uh, food and beverage vendors. Did you want to talk about a little bit of that? And you can bring the kids, too, because there's going to be games and activities. And um, make sure we know the time as well. 
Yes. Can we talk about that again? Sure. It's from 5 to 8 on Friday, May 19th. And I know the Baltimore County Public Schools have a half day. So um, gear up. You know, when the kids are home, you've got to get them out of the house. Look forward to 5 p.m. Bring them on over. Free parking in the garage. Um, That's and, awesome. Yeah. So we have uh, Food by Fire, Priggle Family Creamery, and BC Brewery will be on site. So, yes. Everybody yes. loves that. Now, what was that dedicated website that you mentioned? Because if people can't join for the activities that day, for instance, they can't break away, but they want to donate online, what is that dedicated website that they can go to that day? It is foundationforbcpl.org slash librarybiggive. Or you can also just find it through our main website as okay. well. Okay. Yeah. And that, and that <laughs> it's is a big, big slash. That's, yeah. I was like, slash, I started writing, and I'm like, can, can, you, can you just go to bcpl.info? Does that work as well? You we can. have two separate websites. The foundation has a separate website, but I'm sure that there'll be some information on the main BCPL okay, page gotcha. as well. Yeah. So what is the separate foundation for BCPL? Foundation for bcpl.org. Got it. Perfect. And then how about the social media? Is that also kind of separate as well? Which we're, we have Emily here who's doing some content for that. So you'll be seeing some of the things we're talking about. On your, which you do a great job, Emily. By the way, it's you always have everything people need out there. It tells what platforms and are they separate entities on social we, media? Well. We do have separate entities, but the library does share a lot of our stuff. They have a much larger reach than we do. Um, so it's it's we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, and it's you can follow. I think even LinkedIn actually. We are LinkedIn. Good yeah, networking tool. You never TikTok, know. TikTok. I think I just followed Sonia. Not the, TikTok. Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, well, that's that's been a, a sort of a debate about whether or not anybody should be on TikTok these days. But You're right. um, someone bigger than us will make that decision for us one of these days. But you, I know you do Instagram reels and other fun things like mm-hmm. that. So it's pretty much accomplishes the same. Just fun videos, anything to sort of grab the community's interest and in all ages too. Because do you find that younger people are easier to reach on those platforms now than? Maybe ever before, it it seems to be an important it's component. Definitely an ever changing type of thing where you have to very much pay attention to what's <laughs> happening to know who's going to see what. Absolutely, and um, we want to bring uh, Sonia back into the conversation here too for a little bit. Sonia uh, Alcantara Antoine, she's the CEO of Baltimore County Public Library. And you've been there. We mentioned earlier in the show about two years now, right? That's correct. Um, and what led you? I know you're with um, with another library system in town for, if we're allowed to say, Enoch Pratt for many years, right? Yes. Um, but what brought you? And then I think maybe a time in Virginia. Right. And then you came back. But what was it about this job that that made you want to say, yes, I, I need to do this is this. This is made for me. I just love the Baltimore area. I, when we lived here um, for a number of years, when I worked at the Pratt Library, we just had such a wonderful time living in this region um, and the opportunity to come back. It was just like a dream come true. And Baltimore County Public Library has a storied history in libraries Uh, I'm the fifth library director, but the second library director, Charlie Robinson, is famous. He was the first person to coin the phrase, give them what they want. He was the first uh, leader in libraries at that time to propose that public libraries should have popular collections, um, which at that time was very, very, very revolutionary. Yeah. Um, And so when I was coming up and going to library school for my master's in library science, I learned about Charlie Robinson. And so when I got the opportunity to lead this historic institution, I was just thrilled. Um, it's just an honor and uh, and a privilege. And I have the best staff and the best team. 
and it's a wonderful library system, and there's so much love and support and goodwill for the library system in the community. So it checked many boxes for me, and I'm just really happy to be here. Yeah, well, gosh, we're so happy to have you. You've been doing incredible things, and you do have a great staff. I, I can definitely attest to that firsthand. You guys are always right on it with getting information out to the public. We get, it seems like, an email almost every day about things that are going on. You're renovating your branches. I mean, there's always something to talk about. We could literally have you on every week and not run out of ideas for sure. And you guys are celebrating a huge milestone at Baltimore County Public Library, 75 years as a system. And um, I know you guys know how to throw a party because from hearing about the big give from Julie as well. But tell us a little bit more about the celebration. And there is certainly a lot to celebrate. Well, the celebration, uh, we kicked it off on April 18th when the county executive came to a board of uh, trustees meeting and gave us a citation for our 75th anniversary. Um, The first uh, board of trustees meeting was on April 20th, 1948. Oh, my gosh. Uh, And uh, that was when we came to be. We started out with 10 branches. And today, 75 years later, we're, we're 19 branches. So we're really excited this year to just celebrate our 75th anniversary Uh, We're going to be having uh, events throughout the year, and we just encourage people to check out our calendar events on our website, which is bcpl.info. That's so easy and very, very important. And, you know, Sonia, libraries have certainly changed a lot in the last seven decades. Not that any of us were around way back then, you know, but but it's very true. So, you know, talk about that a little bit about what it used to be, what it is now, how it's adapting, like we were talking about earlier. Yeah, libraries are constantly evolving. We're evolving with our community uh, and making sure that we're always uh, serving them in ways that are meaningful and relevant to them. People still come to libraries for the traditional roles and purposes, right? So they're there for reading and literacy and they want to research and they're looking for quiet spaces. But more and more, we are playing a non-traditional role where libraries are centers for creativity and discovery and exploration and play and sometimes they're a little noisy and we encourage that (laughs) and we have uh, wonderful programs throughout the year for people of all ages all interests Um, and we're also a a community connector and a gathering space for uh, people to come together from all walks of life to learn about things to engage in topics that might be new to them or might be controversial Um, libraries provide that safe neutral space where everybody is welcome Um, where they can find access to the resources that they need to live their best life. Yeah, and that is really the connection between, you know, BCPL and the foundation. It's like if you want that incredible resource to continue, you have to support it from the foundation side because that's exactly where that money is going because it needs to, you know, remain a place that everybody can go to for whatever it might be from, you know, a COVID test to, you know, a book on tape to, you know, use the computer to apply for a job and whatever it is, you serve so many that come through your doors every day that who else would help them if you weren't there to help? Absolutely. And the foundation has just been so instrumental in helping us innovate. All the innovative programs and services that we've been able to offer uh, in the past couple of decades has really been because of the foundation and their support. Our social worker in the library program, our mobile library law center, all of our effort towards eradicating digital inequity in the community, all of that funding was seeded by the foundation. Yeah, that's important. And thank you for stepping up and helping those uh, to connect even more people. That's so, so important. I can't stress that enough. Um, And what else is in the works for the library? I know we noticed uh, the number of branches has increased over the years. Is that something, are you working on renovating any more branches now or is that the first step or is there, have you heard from the public as to other areas that want to be served with a possible branch in the future or is that 
top secret. <laughs> Without giving away proprietary information, but in your mind, as you know, taking on this role as CEO two years ago, were, was there something that you also came with? Like, I, I went, during my tenure, I want to do this, and you had this list of things that you're hoping to accomplish together. My goal is to make sure that we have 21st century libraries uh, around the county. We have 19 branches, as I said earlier, and the average age of our buildings is about 50. So when you think about what life looked like 50 years ago, how people communicated, how people worked, how people learned is very different um, from how people do all of those things today. Internet wasn't around. Technology wasn't around. Computers weren't around 50 years ago. So our buildings were built at a time that are very different today and were used very differently than how they're used today. So the goal is to get all of our branches up to speed and get them up to 21st century standards. We currently have our Catonsville branch uh, is closed for renovation, and that's going to be closed for about a year. Uh, And then while that is closed for renovation, we are in the midst of a design study for our Woodlawn branch. And uh, once that is completed, our Woodlawn branch will be closed for a renovation and an expansion. We're also looking at projects uh, in Essex, Lansdowne, and Randallstown. Gotcha. So, yeah, wow, you're always doing something. And then if you are closing one to make it bigger and better, then you always have neighboring branches. That's what you recommend people do to go to while you're making it better for them. Ultimately, Um, it's definitely worth the wait because, you know, just look at what are some of the other um, branches that you recently renovated that have come back and what's the response been to that change? The most recent renovation that we did was our Ricerstown branch. And that was really special, special because that is our oldest building in, uh, in the system. It's at 200 years old. Oh, wow. Yes. And so uh, having to renovate a historic building and bringing it up to 21st century standards was just amazing. And the best thing really was looking at people's faces when they walked into this newly renovated, newly reimagined branch uh, after having been closed for a number of months. And to see just the look of awe on their faces like, wow, this is the Reisterstown branch. It just looks totally different from what people remember. And it's better than ever. And uh, we're just so thrilled just to see that and also to be able to do that throughout the system. Oh, yeah, that's incredible. That's like, you know, I'm sure you captured Emily in your digital department, probably captured some faces on video, you know, seeing that. It's kind of like when you were welcoming um, your guests back in after COVID and getting Mm -hmm. people back into the library. I mean, that wasn't that long ago, but sometimes it feels like an eternity and sometimes it feels like last week. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't know what it is, but you guys have really been there through a lot. And, uh, that was kind of sort of in the middle of your tenure. Things were getting a little little bit less um, restrictive, you know, if you will. But um, again, we have uh, extra time to talk about. I know how important the summer reading program is to you guys. Again, if we could sort of talk about the time frame. Ooh, we've got five minutes left. So we're going to divide that five minutes in between summer reading and also to make sure we get another push for the big give and how okay. people can get involved with that. Sonia, do you want to lead with the summer reading program? Sure. Uh, Our summer reading program uh, kicks off June 3rd, and there's going to be a great kickoff celebration at our Arbutus branch. And it's a really special time for kids to engage with learning and reading during the summer to prevent summer slide. Uh, We're also going to be offering summer meals uh, starting June 20th at 10 branches, and people can check our website out for more information on exactly where those are going to be. So we we really just look forward to summer reading every year. It's just a really important time for kids, but also for families when they're looking for things for for their kids to do for for 
for free. The library is the place where, where they can check out all of those wonderful opportunities. And thank you for all you do with the summer meal program, because that's so important. And the need is greater between inflation and, and decreased benefits. I know the Maryland Food Bank has, has really been feeling that squeeze of more people needing their services, everything costing more. So that and again, talk about a summer slide if you can't learn when you're hungry. So that's that's an incredible program to keep going. And another one that's funded as well by the Foundation for BCPL. And we bring Julie Saxemeyer back into the conversation about that, about the big give. Let's run down on that again. It is a Friday. Tell us how we can get involved in person and online if people aren't able to attend. Well, uh, Friday, May 19th, and I should mention that um, back by popular demand, and I'm being, of course, very sarcastic, um, we have a, a Facebook Live event. Uh, oh, cool. It's called Facebook Live with Julie and Josh. Josh is my coworker in the founda- at the foundation, and we do a Facebook Live event. It's kind of like, you know, a Kelly and Ryan type of show. Yes. And it's not Ryan anymore. Or Kelly and Mark, Mark her, her husband right. now. That, yes. <laughs> well, we're not married. Right, right. Um, but but we, you are a great team. We are team. coworkers, <laughs> and we bring in and we interview people um, from the library system to discuss the different projects that we're funding. Uh, and Sonia will be joining us. And um, so it's a lot of fun. It's our Facebook Live event. So um, all of this, can you can find some information on our website and also our Facebook pages. The foundation has one and also Baltimore County Public Library. But it's Friday, May 19th. We're having some events throughout our library system. Um, some of our foundation board members will be on site having conversations with customers um, and then culminating with a free concert on the roof of the Towson Library Garage from 5 to 8 family friendly um we're going to have fun things for the kids to do a live band they're called starlight anthem it's a 90s cover band entirely free free parking in the garage there'll be food for purchase um, and throughout that day we're encouraging people to give on our dedicated website uh, you can find that at foundation bcpl.org and we have different funds that you can choose to to uh, direct your donation. Yep, everything from capital projects to Storyville to digital equity projects we spoke about earlier, bookmobiles, summer reading, of course, the aforementioned program that's so important, and your annual fund. And Sonia, is there anything in our final minutes here that you want to add why it's important to support not only Baltimore County Public Library, but also the Foundation for BCPL and anybody you might want to thank? Because I know you don't do it by yourself. Yeah, we're just we're just so appreciative to the foundation and all of our donors and supporters for believing in the library, uh, all the services that we're able to provide. We would not be able to do it without that support. Public libraries are uh, the 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 greatest equalizers in society. You can't have a good community without a good public library, and so um, we just encourage folks to, if they're not already using the library, to come check us out. We have so many things to offer. Um, and to to those who are interested in supporting the library, check out the Foundation for BCPL. We do appreciate your support. Absolutely. BCPL.info is a library site. And then Foundation for BCPL.org. .org is perfect. <laughs> and um, we have one final minute. And Julie, how about your your thanks? Because oh, I know you're mentioning how it was very cool that you put you know your staffers on and on Facebook Live and other fun things online and on social media. And as a, a you know a customer of the library, if you will, I love that kind of stuff. I mean, do you find that the response has been good about getting to know people behind the scenes, learning more about Sonia, or just you know goofy things that just sort of like makes it <laughs> us all relate that you have a fun environment that's also doing really important work. I actually really enjoy doing these Facebook Live events because our my coworkers are so dedicated to helping our community. Um, you know, I I work in our administrative office, so I don't always get out to the branches to see what's happening 
on the scene, basically. Yeah. So um, I, I'm always so impressed by the people I work with because they just love what they do. They really want to help people. They're so creative. Um, so I want to thank the people I work with and the, our foundation board. They're volunteers. They're very dedicated to helping us. And I, I want to give them a big thanks for all they do. Awesome. And I want to give a big thanks to uh, to Sonia Alcantara Antoine, she's the CEO. You're also the director of Baltimore County Public Library. And uh, thank you for all you do every day. You're incredible. I really loved having you here. And Julie Saxon-Meyer has been speaking as well. Foundation for Baltimore County Public Library. The Big Give coming up Friday, May 19th. Get more info um, at bcpl.info and also your website, foundationforbcpl.org. We got it. And Emily will have all this up on you know Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, even LinkedIn, so you can check it out <laughs> and learn more, you guys. Change in Venue, the Big Give concert is now being held on street level next to the Towson Library branch. See their website for more details, bcpl.info. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of Odyssey Baltimore. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.